Hello and welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. I am Dr. Carmen and this is the first of a four-part series for Mental Health Awareness Month. We are starting with the anatomy of a panic attack. So let me start with a story borrowed from Bruised. Bruised stars Halle Berry as a 40-year-old MMA fighter who is returning to fighting after some struggles and some demons, including alcoholism and uh, depression and some difficult relationships with her partner as well as her mother. So in this particular scene, her son comes back into picture after her ex has died and she has to figure out a way to take care of herself and her son. And she and her son are at a diner getting breakfast, but this was after a big meeting that she had with a notable promoter. And so we flash to her leaving the table very calmly um, and telling her son she's going to be back and heading to the restroom. And we're thinking, you know, she's just going to the restroom. It's nothing, no big deal. And what takes place is she starts to hyperventilate. She can't catch her breath. She looks terrified. Um, this is all supposedly a good event that's happening. She got the attention of somebody really big that can put her squarely back where she needs to be. Somebody big who can help her get the proper training so she can get in shape for a big money match that will also help her to um, be able to take care of her son and perhaps be able to be more independent from her ex. Um, and at the same time, part of the deal is that her ex can no longer promote her. So she's in the bathroom, she's hyperventilating and she's trying to calm down and she turns on the water and tries to rinse her face and, you know, she's pacing around and she's all like, <sighs> and then she's screaming in the bathroom. And then the next thing you know, she is on the floor, hyperventilating, crying, can't catch her breath and totally just freaking out. And you can see people on the other side of the door alarmed at what is going on in the bathroom because it's been several minutes, 10 to 15 or more, and she's still in the bathroom and her son is at the table by himself in this not very um, busy diner while she's having this and kicking the wall and hitting the wall and going through all the things. This is the anatomy of a panic attack. I'm not saying that all panic attacks are this severe. And this was the first one that she had. So it came on suddenly. She likely had a surge of overwhelming fear um, that seemed to have no meaning. I've already outlined to you what the possible triggers were. Um, but it's far more intense than just feeling like you're stressed out. Um, and the symptoms of a panic attack include a racing heartbeat, difficulty breathing, feeling like you like, can't get enough air, and feeling terrified and almost paralyzed. I mean, yes, she was pacing and, and frantic in that little, I don't know, it's like a three by four bathroom, very small bathroom with a commode 
in a sink and there wasn't much place for her to go. They, she might've felt dizzy or lightheaded, which also caused her to lay on the floor, feeling chest pain. She was holding her chest. Um, she might've felt like a hot flash. She might've felt like she was going hot and cold all the time and feeling clammy. She might've felt some tingling in her fingers or toes or felt like she was on pins and needles. She might've felt like her legs were like jello or like spaghetti and wouldn't hold her up. She might've thought, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to lose control. What are people going to think? I can't do this. That is an actual panic attack. Again, it comes on suddenly without any warning or without any seeming warning and without any way to stop it. The level of fear is out of control or out of proportion to the actual situation. I mean, nobody was coming to hurt her. Um, at that time, she was not being a victim of domestic violence. So it just feels really, really bad. But again, the episode actually lasted about 20, 25 minutes, maybe from start to finish. And it was already starting as she was walking to the bathroom and it was full blown by the time she closed that door. Um, so it often leads to other complications um, such as phobia, depression, um, substance abuse. I already said she had some issues with alcohol abuse. Um, and she was trying to stay sober and stay away from the alcohol. Um, so panic attacks are very, very real. Um, that is what they look like. It was very well portrayed by Halle Berry in the movie Bruce earlier this year. Um, one study, just to give you the statistics, found that people sometimes see 10 or more doctors before they are accurately diagnosed as having a panic attack. Um, one out of four people with panic attack um, receive the treatment that they need. That's why it's important to know what the symptoms are. That's why I'm telling you what these symptoms are and to make sure you get the right help. You need to label what's going on with you, how long the episode lasted, how frequent the episodes might be. Um, many people experience occasional panic, panic attacks. And if you've had one or two of those attacks, then there's probably not in, or any reason to worry. Um, the key symptom is a persistent fear of having future panic attacks. So if you suffer from repeated, which is four or more panic attacks, and especially if you've had a panic attack and are in continued fear of having another, these signs that I mentioned should help you to find a mental health professional who specializes in panic or anxiety disorders. So what causes that in your mind, in your body? Um, in your body, there may be a genetic predisposition to anxiety disorders. So more than likely, you may have other members in your family who are nervous or anxious or worry too much or even have a history of full-blown panic disorders. Many other patients that I have seen have a family history of that. And by that, I mean your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, um, first cousins, um, those kinds of family uh, attachments or family connections are more likely to make you genetically predisposed to become anxious 
Um, it could also be due to a biological malfunction. Um, and, and it could be due to certain ethnic groups, but because for some reason, some unknown reason, some ethnic groups are more prone to it. And also women are twice as likely to get the disorder as men. My guess is because women, um, men are misdiagnosed or it looks like something else when they have anxiety. Um, it may look more like aggression, punching walls, destroying places because of all of that anxious energy, that panic attack, being more verbally abusive, calling people out of names, shouting, cussing, getting into arguments. It may look so different for men that they're often diagnosed more for an anger problem than for an anxiety or panic disorder. That is my guess. I don't have any statistics to back me up, but if you are male, again, here are some things to think about how it might look in a male as opposed to a female. Um, with regards to the mind, um, stressful life events can trigger panic disorders. Um, one association that's been noted um, is a recent loss or separation. Um, some researchers like liken the life stressor to a thermostat. So when the stresses lower your resistance, the underlying physical predisposition or genetic predisposition to anxiety kicks in and triggers a panic attack. So both physical and psychological causes of panic attacks work together. So although initially the attacks may come out of the blue, eventually the person afflicted with it may actually um, be able to begin improving their situation by responding to the physical symptoms of the attack and turning it around. For example, if a person with a panic attack experiences a racing heartbeat um, caused by exercising or by medication um, or by having had a negative uh, effect of a medication, then you can it can bring on an anxiety attack. Um, it could bring on a panic attack. So then you want to work to teach them how to slow down their heart rate how to um, think their way through the panic about a situation as, you know, if my heart rate increases, that doesn't mean that I'm going to have a heart attack or that the world is going to end. It doesn't mean that um, because I take this medication and it makes me a little dizzy that I'm going to wind up in the hospital again because I had a bad reaction to X medication. So um, I hope that's helpful. We help people isolate some of the things um, and triggers that cause their panic attack. We look at, you know, what's going on immediately before a panic attack and how to work your way through the panic attack instead of shutting down, instead of trying to avoid, avoid, avoid the panic and the anxiety, which actually makes it worse. So um, again, it's very important to be very descriptive about what the panic attack looks like for you. How intense is it? How long does it last? How frequent is it? What do you know about what was going on 
before you started your uh, panic attack or when you've had a severe episode of anxiety? And what do you know or what have you learned that helps to calm it down? So again, this is one of a four-part series on mental health awareness. Um, and in the next series, we will be discussing another topic to help you to learn how to keep your mental health, to keep your mental balance, and to um, recognize when others may be in distress and need some help. So I will see you next time on the couch. If you got some benefit out of this, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, you can drop me an email um, in my inbox on this podcast um, or on Spotify to let me know um, what was the most beneficial and what other mental health topics you would like to learn about.